Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Demartini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show is coming up right next. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hey, everybody. Welcome. It's so great to have all of you tune us in and turn us on. Thank you, Benny, for letting us know. We got a great lineup for you all today. Uh, I, I, I am just thinking and a happy day after the Halloween day. But I'm just I was just thinking here and I was thinking, you know, last night as the door got knocked down a bunch of times and and the kids and the parents, you know, both were there it was really interesting and really different and yet I was so excited to see all the costumes it was really just kind of cool you know to see how that worked but I gotta tell you my first uh impression of costumes was Jessica's Black Widow impersonation of the Power Warrior stance and if you haven't followed her social media on that to see that it was just really crazy good. Um, and then, you know, it's really getting into the excitement of this. I mean, it's been a while since we've been out there and we've been doing some of these really crazy and interesting things. And so we always have Hollywood to fall back on. And what I mean by that is we always have the idea we could see what our pop culture has dressed up as, you know, what did they come to the table dressed up as? You know, who were they? Um, and then you take a look at it. And I was just thinking to myself, well, what's in some of the costumes? So it was really cool to see the little kiddos really dress up as different things. And yet at the same time, I was just reflecting upon how familiar the costumes were and, you know, how kids today are representing the dress up on things and what things look like. By far, I think one of the top picks across the board had to be these, you know, Cruella, uh, the black and the white hair thing. That was a big popular, that was popular. That was popular. Definitely there were your classics. There was your classic Wonder Woman, but who doesn't want to be Harley Quinn? And so what was interesting about this is to really take a look at how people dressed up. I was also really kind of like surprised at the throwback, as we like to call it. What does a throwback mean? Well, what I mean by a throwback is usually you have some of the things that are really popular in the moment that we're living in. And then all of a sudden you see a throwback and a throwback to what? So many people didn't even recognize the throwback Halloween costume that was used in Pretty Woman. And yet here we are today, and we're just looking at people coming out and celebrating in this particular way. 
it was really kind of cool energy. I will tell you, though, at one point, one of the things I did was I just finally gave up on trying to get to the door. And um, I just, you know, did the best I could, but I, I left the candy out there. And that was a good thing because it was good for everyone to be able to come and at least come out a very different view from last year. Really, really different view. Um, and, you know, this is really kind of the cool thing about what I get to do this morning already. I've talked to several amazing people that are going to be doing shows with us. And I'm just really struck by where everyone is in, in that frame of reference, where everyone is in terms of taking their message out into the world. And I have to tell you, it is just absolutely incredibly fascinating to me. So many people, so many people are available to help all of you. It doesn't matter what you're going through. Let's say you're having a spiritual crisis. Let's say you're having a financial crisis. Let's say you're having a job crisis. Let's say you're having a crisis of identity. It doesn't matter. The range of shows and messaging that are being brought forward are incredible. You know, today we're hoping to get RJ Spina to share a unique seven-step healing system. And I love that I get to do this because this is a seven-step healing system that was created from his personal experience. I mean, imagine, if you can imagine, imagine, you know, being in the hospital and being told you are paralyzed from the chest down. You imagine that. Imagine that being coupled by chronic illness, autoimmune disease, and then facing what the common denominator would be for you which is you are sick and will be sick like this for the rest of your life. And then if you're RJ, you're not having any of that. You're not having any of, no, I am not going to be sick for the rest of my life. So he's got a, you know, he, he decided, look, I'm going to take this message out. I'm going to tell people about it. And, you know, out comes a supercharged self-healing, which is his book. And it talks about how you go through this process of realizing you could either cave in and be part of a collective consciousness story that says you'll never walk again, you'll never be well, you'll never be able to achieve the energy and the vitality that you want to. But what if that was not the truth? And this is what I love about this. I was really fascinated in a number of the shows we did last week where our beliefs are so powerful and what we think and how we, it, it beliefs, by the way, are, are further than thinking. See, thinking is going to get us a little bit, but what we truly believe in our hearts, that's the magic. That's the key. Because if you're RJ and you're right there, have a belief, even for a nanosecond, that you're not going to walk again, that you're not going to be able to heal yourself, that you're not going to be able to dot, 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 that you're not going to be able to whatever it is that you think you're not going to be able to do, that's going to show up on your door. And how do we know that? As far as I can remember, as long as I can remember, I, I was really blessed to grow up with a very multidimensional spiritual family. Multidimensional is like an understatement, but I had relatives that came from different walks of life that believed in different things. 
you know, I had my cousin and my favorite uncle um, who were quite open. And, and as a matter of fact, you know, my, my aunt was always thought to be a little bit out there, a little bit of, you know, a back in the day that we called them beatniks. You know, what a cool term, right? I wish we used that term now. But that was like that family. So we always got this eclectic view of spirituality. We always got this eclectic view. And it's represented in my cousin today and what my cousin does and where my cousin lives. Um, it, and, and yet I can remember as far back as playing in, you know, Al's basement and literally us blowing up the thing with his chemistry set. Because I got to tell you, I always loved mixing chemists. I always loved mixing like science stuff or just mix, just put things together and mix it because, you know, it felt like an adventure. The question really becomes, can you have the adventure of your life? If you believe you don't have a life, can you have an adventure of your life if you believe that you're not going to recover from addiction and alcoholism if you believe that you know what is the most compelling thing that you can think of that will give you enough juice i like to call it my mojo that's going to give you enough of it to have you take that action in a positive way is it something that you see for your children is something that you see for yourself but yet what is it that we can learn today about activating that power within us? What can we learn? What can we learn about what hasn't worked? You know, I was talking to a couple of people last week and um, Luke Blue Eagle. And one of the things I was really struck by is the power of belief of shamans across the world. Now, the word shaman, let's just call it healer. Let's, get, let's call it mystic. Let's just call them, you know, spiritual warriors. Whatever that version is, we've given them this category of shamans. But if you go way back, way back, even early times, even the times that we're recording transitions of people, we're recording history of people. Why do you think people bathe other people's feet in special oil? Why do you think that was? Why do you think that so much of our generation after generation after generation has been able to survive as long as we have? And, you know, it's interesting to me what I see and, and what I'm really looking at in the world and how our thoughts and beliefs will shape the actions that we take next. And while I think we are a positive talk radio network, we're not naive. You know, we have some shows now that are political in nature. We have some shows now that talk about racism across the board, you know, that talk about homophobia across the board. We also have some of the most spiritual shows and the level of life coaches that I'm looking at coming forward to help other people. I mean, in order for anyone to actually listen to Tracy's show on Tuesdays, it is so popular that Tracy is now taking messages from her community because we don't have, and there's no network that has enough phone lines to literally handle the number of people trying to ask her a question. 
And I was thinking about this over the weekend as we're getting ready to move ahead and, and different phases of things. And I, I promised the team I wouldn't bring up, I wouldn't bring up Dune again, but I think I'm afraid I'm going to have to do it when we come back from break. Because is fear the mind killer? Is that what it is? Is that, is that where we are? Is fear the mind killer? I, I, I'll tell you what I'm really struck by, and I'm really at a loss as to what to do with it, is I'm just so tapped in to how our political messaging, even the messages you get on your phone, like the messages I get on my phone, and, you know, it doesn't matter what party you belong to, you know, the messages that you get on your phone is, it's just shocking to me. It's just absolutely shocking to me. Everything is fear-based. You're not going to believe it. We're blah, blah, blah struck with, blah, hurry up and give us money for this. And yet, when you try to reply back to people, when you try to reply back, there's nobody home. So how do we open up a dialogue in the world about who we are, who we are as people? How do we open up a, a, a dialogue in the world about how we can reprogram our mind, how we can do that? And what is the end game for those of us now that have learned how to program and reprogram and what is it about these ancient techniques that are so relevant in the world we live in today? We're going to take a short break. When we come back, more about tapping in to the uniqueness and brilliance of who you are. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Sometimes being human has its challenges. Our physical health falters, our spirits sag, our dreams don't immediately come to fruition. Welcome to the power of Maximum Medicine Radio. Join me, Doc Martin, in conversations that will blow your mind about healing. In our hit show, Doc Martin addresses the scientific with bridging to the mystical approaches to give you a new narrative about Maximum Medicine. In this live call-in show, we will journey into the extraordinary genius of the human body and talk about other beliefs that impact being your multidimensional self. We seek the seen and the unseen and explore the earthbound and the otherworldly, all with the purpose of calling forth the maximum you. To learn more about Doc Martin and Maximum Medicine, visit www.SharonMartinMD.com. Join the new earth on the Cornelia Stephanie show. Tune in each month as Cornelia takes listeners on an odyssey of higher consciousness to inspire, educate, and empower. Cornelia Stephanie is a spiritual teacher, passionate speaker, published author, and founder of the Empower Network. Cornelia guides people on the path of self-healing, peace, and liberation. For more information, go to CorneliaStephanie.com. 
Have you been on life's roller coaster trying to figure out what to do next? Then join Greta, Lee, Yvonne in the Realm of Beings each Friday at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Shake the dust off your wings and fly to the highest heights in your thoughts and actions. Express your greatness. Be a champion for yourself. And we'll see you there on Shifting Impressions Conversations with the Realm of Beings. Are you ready to get big and live your life out loud? Tune in to Get Big Out Loud Radio, exploring life through the lens of curiosity and compassion with me, Carrie Knudsen, joining Dr. Pat live every second Monday at 10 a.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. I will offer ideas to transform what you are thinking into conscious action. If you want to get big and live your life out loud, visit me at KnudsenSpeaks.com. Hey, everybody, welcome back. So great to have all of you tune us in and turn us on. Thank you so much for that. Before the break, I was talking about what is it about our beliefs? What is it about what we say to ourselves? And how do we really look at the world in front of us? The question really is, you know, you've all have asked the question so many times before, why do some people manifest the things they want in life and other people don't? You know, what do you think is underneath there? Do you think that some people are special, that they're in a one or two percent? Or do you think there's something that each of us can learn about how to create a level of frequency that allows us to truly manifest things? In, we've shared a lot of different experiences on the show, but what about sickness? What about when you're ill? You heard me earlier, you know, talk a little bit about RJ and talk about what his journey was like. And now you're going to meet him to talk about supercharged self-healing. RJ, it's great to have you. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much for having me, Pat. It's my pleasure. So let's talk about that question. You know, the question, why did some people, you know, all of a sudden law of attraction is out there and some people just took off and other people just thought it didn't work at all. Why is it that some people, such as yourself, can connect the dots and heal. What is the missing element from your perspective and what you've learned? Well, that's a great question. Uh, I think one of the major factors has to do with being aligned with your authentic self, as opposed to trying to do things at the behest of what I call the ego mind identity, which is essentially just the, the conditioning or programming uh, of what occurs when, uh, through incarnation when we're here. And these are the beliefs, the concepts, the ideologies that we identify ourselves with and then create a character, the human character, based upon those identifications. So when we're operating that way, I found that all disharmony actually comes from disharmonious thought patterns. So maybe we can understand it in sort of one sentence based upon healing is that whatever reality, whatever conceptualized reality that we create for ourselves, our body then has the tangible experience of that. So that is essentially the mind-body connection in one sentence. Mm -hmm. And what I found through my own healing and the people that I've helped all over the world doing this is that we have to transcend or go to what exists prior to the ego-mind identity and align ourselves with our true self, which sits between our heart and our spine, believe it or not, when we're incarnate. And then once we attune 
the conscious mind to the true self, the body must follow. And so when we do that, this is when we're capable of incredible things, things that seem impossible, uh, maybe like uh, what occurred for me, which is overcoming permanent paralysis and a host of diseases. But it's not just me, it's countless people that I've taught, uh, taught this new understanding to. And it's, it's universal because it's, it's just higher physics. And when we tap into it, you get results. And let's talk about that. I mean, here we are, we're talking about higher physics, we're talking about you know, the, the notion of the ego mind identity. And let's talk, let's spend a moment on this because when we pop out, here we are, these little teeny babies and we're popped out. We know a couple things, right? We know when something doesn't feel good, we're going to cry. When we're hungry, we're going to cry. We know that like it, like as, as if it were like breathing, we know that here we are, we take a breath, but then all of a sudden we have desire even little teeny babies have like a desire and that desire is unfiltered. And what I mean by that is you're hungry, you cry, you're uncomfortable, you cry. And it's not just about that, but you also see little teeny babies smile. You see little teeny babies happy. And, you know, the question then becomes what happens after that? You know, where do we go? from that place of just being so clear about our desires to be so confused? Yeah, that's right. That's the real question. So I, I think what's been popular for a long time is the understanding that the personality is formed up until about seven years old, right? So, uh, and that has to do with what we're taught, what mom, dad, school, uh, friends, societal pressures, so we, we begin to become conditioned to certain beliefs, concepts, ideologies, and roles. And then we sort of adopt a personality that fits in with that. Well, there's a, there's a couple of issues with that. One, we didn't come here to stay, so we don't have to fit in. That's number one. But what I'd like to do is take a, a completely different understanding and perspective about how the personality is formed over the first seven years. And, and it is my experience that what we just talked about is true, but from a metaphysical or spiritual physics perspective, what is actually going on is that the incarnate aspect or what we call the soul, as the incarnation is going, it's making a determination in terms of how fully immersed it wants to be in terms of the human experience. So what that means is that full immersion is the complete identification with the body that we are the body, we are the mind, we are our thoughts, our feelings, and that's it. And there's nothing and there's nothing beyond that at all. So I call that full immersion. Now the soul is making this determination, not consciously, but the soul is making this determination up until about the age seven. And so this has a lot to do with the actual personality or what is actually authentically developing the personality. Now the, the polar opposite of that, we could say, is detachment or complete detachment. And so these are for the, the souls that come into this world and they do not go into full immersion. They tangibly know that they are spirit, if you will, having a human, human uh, experience and they don't identify with, with the body-mind complex. Mm -hmm. and this gives them a level of detachment. And what's also possible is a billion different variations between these two things. And it is my experience through myself and through working with others that 
that's really what determines the, the level of immersion. And that is the level of immersion. It also determines our personality. And then these things also greatly dictate certain abilities that we may or may not be able to tap into, such as self-healing or what people call self-realization or enlightenment. Yeah. I, one of the things I was struck by in the book, and I want to talk to you about it when we come back from break, is in, you know the, the law of imagination, you know, what you call the higher uh, higher minds imagination. And one of the things that you, you point out, you know, so beautifully is what science shows, of course, about this, you know, empty space, but also the transient nature of thinking, you know, the this idea that, you know, it goes in, it goes out, it is just constantly this machine. And, and the question is, I think you call it like, it's, it's like, Things come and go like breeze in a room. And I wonder what would be the real impact if we really understood the power in that. Oh, yes. Uh, right? I, I, yeah. Right? I, right? I, I, I long for the day that this realm operates that way. And my, it is my highest desire that this book and these teachings are sort of the first step in this direction yeah. to be able to operate this way. All everything is on the table when you can operate this way because everything is based upon imagination but everything in fact everything. We, in fact the multiverse is simply a bubble of source god creator's imagination and we are simply creations within that bubble of imagination uh, the issue or the challenge if you will upon when we're here in the low frequencies of the physical universe is that we misuse our imagination and we simply misuse it in order to create limitations so we misuse our imagination in terms of identifying with some form of limitation. And these limitations are beliefs, concepts, ideologies, and so-called knowledge, which are simply based upon five physical sensory perceptions, which is the data stream that creates the intellect. The higher consciousness or what we really are gives birth to the intellect and comes way before the intellect. So the, the key to complete transformation self-realization, self-healing, whatever, whatever high-end terms you want to use is to be able to access your true imagination and not limit yourself to the five sensory perceptions because what you are comes before that. What you are is more than all the beliefs, concepts, and ideologies put together. And so if we're going to limit ourselves to this human character that we create out of this limited data stream, there is no way that we can do things like unparalyze yourself or reach self-realization. Right. So tapping into imagine, pure imagination is really the key to all transformation. It's so funny we're talking about this. I had a conversation with somebody the other day. I'm going to talk to you about it when we come back because it really points to understanding the invisible you mm -hmm. or understanding the invisible total you. And I was having a conversation with somebody the other day after reading your book, of course, and, and she was just talking about how she's struggling. You're just struggling to lose weight, just, you know, just, Boom, 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 boom. And I said, you know, how are you using your imagination? You know, and for lack of a better word. But when we come back, you're going to take us on that journey because that's what you did, right? Yeah. You know, what is it that you're willing to believe? But more importantly, what are you willing to not imagine? What is, where do you stop? your level of imagination, meaning you stop it. You literally are like, I'm not going to imagine that. 
what is that point that you get to where you convince yourself that there's a point of imagination that you will not use because somewhere underneath you believe imagination is not reality. When we come back, we're going to bust through that crust a little bit with my very special guest. And we have two copies of the book, Self-Healing, Supercharged Self-Healing to give away. When we come back, you're going to really hear how RJ did this. This is not a fantasy show. This is somebody paralyzed chest down, not paralyzed chest down today. How does that even happen? We're going to find out when we come back. Stay tuned, everybody. We'll be right back. Your own innate brilliance already lives inside of you. Come discover it so you can shine brightly in this world. Join me, your host, Adrian Cobb, Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern during Wild Magic on TransformationTalkRadio.com and get answers to who you are and where you belong. To learn more about me and the show, visit MyWildMagic.com. Again, that's MyWildMagic.com. Welcome to Soul Activation Podcast, a world-class broadcast of insight and inspiration with the renowned healer and coach, Suzanne Alexandria. In this series, she dives deep into the magical sea of you, to the place in you that's ready to activate. Tune in live every second and fourth Monday at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Stuck in a roundabout of dysfunction? Stop circling around difficult issues and find out what's been holding you back. Learn how to speak your truth to power with host Dr. Kathy O'Bear. Create real change with smart tools and smart strategies. No frills, no fluff, just life-changing conversations to help get you where you want to be. Extend your reach and become an agent for real change with Kathy O'Bear. For more information on Kathy and her work, please visit drkathyobear.com. That's drkathyobear.com. Are you ready to put down that drink or drug for good? Are you struggling to maintain your recovery from addictive behaviors? Do you need help with a family member or loved one who's in early recovery or battling addiction? Get the help and guidance you need by arranging a recovery recharged phone session with me, Ellen Stewart, Pushy Broad from the Bronx, Certified Life and Recovery Coach. Call 1-800-889-1757. Make an appointment today. Or go to my website, pushybroadfromthebronx.com, and click on the link that says Recovery Recharged. Don't wait. Get the help you need today. This is Ellen Stewart, Pushy Broad from the Bronx, on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Hi, I'm Mary Jane Mack, and I'm excited to tell you about the latest technology. It is new to this country, and it's just amazing. It's out of Germany. The Healy is state-of-the-art technology for improving and changing the body vibration. I have more information about the Healy on my website, maryjanemack.com, or you can call the office at 888-777-4232. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. It's so great to have all of you tune us in and turn us on. I love I love this show and I love 
I love what we're talking about. We're going to talk about understanding the invisible, the total you. And I love this because if you've been around like this weekend or the past week, what have you noticed differently? If you're not a TV watcher, you probably didn't notice it. But what have you noticed differently? Well, first of all, you've noticed the best and most creative imagination of our pop culture, Hollywood, come into the forefront. Every kind of cinematic, creative-like thing that had to do with the future that doesn't exist, or many people don't think does, or an aspect of who we are that we didn't really understand. Now, how is it that we plug so deeply into these imaginary versions of life? And we're so enamored with our heroes, right? Whether it's Black Widow or whether it's, do I say, Dune, what is it about us? What are we longing for? And what have we not found the pathway to? That's what we're talking about today. Supercharged Self-Healing, a revolutionary guide to access high-frequency state of consciousness that rejuvenate and repair. And how do we know that? Because, you know, RJ Spina joining me here today, the guest, my guest and the author of the book has done it. Uh, Benny, let's give a copy of the book away. Let's give our first copy away, 1-800-930-2819. RJ, how do we find out about you and how do people buy the book? The, the book is available pre-order uh, on Amazon. It comes out in about a week. So uh, you can pre-order it right there. You can go to superchargedselfhealing.com and get a free guide to what I call magic tricks that instantly relieve stress and anxiety, which all of us could use today. And they work literally in seconds. And when I say magic tricks, I mean real magic tricks. And if someone is interested in maybe working with me directly, has an, an, an issue now, uh, you can go to my personal website, which is ascendthefrequencies.com. And of course, my email, oddly enough, is rj at ascendthefrequencies.com. You know, I love this part of the book because it sets us up for what you're about to teach us in moving forward. And it talks about what so many indigenous cultures cultures knew before about the four directions about energy you know because that's what we're really talking about right you look you say oh north people have an energy what north means right you say west people have an energy that so you know we're talking about this but you know part of this in what you describe to us is to access our true essence and now you know the fact that here you are parallels chest down now you're here talking to us about what you've discovered not paralyzed from the chest down you know we now have a way for people listening to the show today to understand that they could have what you have we just have to learn this yeah absolutely uh we have simply been horribly miseducated and so this book is a proper training and education in terms mm -hmm. of how self-healing and believe it or not, authentic self-realization actually works or what we call enlightenment. It's physics. So when, when we start to understand that what we really are is what I call sentience, uh, esoterics have called this the self, right? They've also called it the soul, but 
there's a much more accurate holistic understanding of the soul that's in the book. I'm just going to briefly describe it. So what we actually are is sentience or what I call a divine intelligence. Don't associate that with thinking because it has nothing to do with thinking. It's a knowingness which occurs prior to thinking. So this divine intelligence, you can think of it as our level of wisdom and love. And then every subset beneath that certain talents and abilities that we come into this world with. So this is what we actually are. This is a direct fractal of God. This is sentience, divine intelligence. Now we are given a complement of energy. And this is the energy that we use to create. And when incarnate, we typically use this energy to think, emote, and animate the body. So what we really are is divine intelligence given energy to create. Now, those two things previously have been lumped together and called one thing, the soul. That's just the energy. It's like gas in the gas tank. What we are is the divine intelligence. And once we are accessing directly, and this book teaches you in a step-by-step process how to do this, once we access our divine intelligence, which gives us full opportunity to avail ourselves of our own higher consciousness, we can then harness our complement of energy in a way that human beings are currently not doing and direct it with a single pointedness of purpose towards the recreation or return to health as well as liberation or what we call self-realization or enlightenment. You know, and let's talk about sort of the essence of some of this as we develop. Um, I was always considered, what's the word that I wanna use? I was always considered, and by the way, this stayed with me right through my corporate career as an executive. My final executive performance review literally said, what a great performer, what a great leader. And by the way, we think she's from another planet. Always. It's like been right there. But it's fortunate. I was fortunate enough growing up to have a mom that also lived in a plane of imagination. And life, everyday life was way too tough for her, way too tough for her. But there's something that happens along the way until you get ill, like you did, or maybe like I did, where something has to shift. Everything you thought was working for you does not work anymore. That's a realization, isn't it? And then, you know, you were at a choice point. Tell me from your perspective how that choice point came to you? When I should probably back up and give a little context in the sense that I've always said, as strange as it sounds, uh, I've always said that if I ever get sick, I'll just heal myself, which is obviously a very bizarre thing to say. And I said this years and years and years and years ago. And if someone would have asked me, okay, RJ, how would you do that? I don't think I would have had an answer, but I can tell you that I knew it was in me. I knew I had it within me. It was an innate ability or understanding or talent, however you want to say it. I knew it was always there. So it was only upon the need of being able to access these things in terms of the actual mechanics of it had arisen, which was through waking up from emergency life-saving surgery, completely paralyzed from the chest down and riddled with diabetes, hypothyroidism, Hashimoto's autoimmune disease, pancreatitis, thyroiditis, and uh, autonomic dysreflexia. So there was no way there was any hope at all uh, for me, but that was irrelevant because I was tapped into the veil, if you will, or the veil had been removed. I was now part of and working with the veil of wisdom of higher consciousness. 
And it's kind of like when we're human or having a human experience, I should say, it's kind of like being in a maze. And we don't know what lies behind if we go left or we go right. We have no idea what that leads to. So we really have lost sense with a knowingness. And we've replaced these things with beliefs, concepts, and ideologies, by the way. So it has nothing to do with knowingness. So now imagine, as an analogy, instead of being stuck in the maze, you simply rise up above the maze and you can look down at it. And now you see all the permutations. And in an instant, you know and that had nothing to do with thinking. So as an analogy, this was the state of cosmic consciousness that I was in. I instantly knew there was no doubt. There was no wondering. I was not identifying with what people were saying. I simply followed my own instinct, which relates, Pat, to what you said about that people would say that you were from another planet. What they're really saying, because none of us are from any planets, what, <laughs> what, what we, they are really saying is that you are connected to your true self. And that's where all the knowingness, talents, and abilities lie. And those things go well beyond what is passed around here in this realm in the form of beliefs, concepts, and ideologies. Real talents, abilities, and knowingness comes way before that. That's the sentience. That's what we really are. And when someone is like that, like you are, <laughs> the way it's described is you're from another planet. But that's because you haven't let the frequencies here completely condition and affect your mind you're still tapped into what you really are and in the simplest way we could just say that upon awakening from emergency surgery uh i had literally awakened uh, into authentic cosmic consciousness so i understood what was needed to be done but we all have this ability this is the key to understand it's not just pat it's not just rj we are all the sentience given a body of energy that you have to start to let go of your identifications, your beliefs, your concepts, your ideologies, because that's not imagination. Mm -hmm. That's that's programming. And so mm -hmm. when you when you drop that, you can actually tap into your imagination. And one way you can do it, and we can all do it right now, is to simply pretend that you just arrived here. No past, no future. Now, when you do that, you might have felt the shift. I'm sure none of you could think when you do that. Hence, there's meditation for you because the self is meditation. The reason why that's a real magic trick is because the, the past and future are the stories that you tell yourself. They're not actually true. They're the stories that you tell yourself. So when you pretend that you just arrived here, no past, no future, yeah. the mind stops, the soul emerges, and now your imagination can be tapped into as much as you like. You know what I love about this? Because when you start from that place, then it opens up the door for me to literally think about what you talk about later on in the book. And that is to know specifically what you want to achieve. Specifically is the key, right? Because you can have a generalization, but what, and, and you go on to talk about it. You know, the order of creation is desire, intention, thought, emotion, action, then behavior. Nothing happens, so to speak, until there's desire. This is, I think, if people were to take one thing away from our chat today, from this interview, is giving ourselves the gift of desire. Now, I can't generalize for what it's like for people, but a lot of folks say that women are socialized, and this is, this is a thinking, and 
what you desire becomes second. That goes for men too. That desire is that thing that can find a place when everything else on your task list is done. And that's not what you're talking about here. Because if we do that, how often do you think we actually get to that real true desire? Not the fake one that you compromise about when you get done with the list or you finish your day job or whatever it is. But true desire, if we gave ourselves permission to do that, then what you talk about setting intention later on in the book, otherwise, we come up with a pseudo desire, like a maybe fake, like faux desire, and we get a faux desire result. Can you talk to desire for a minute? Because it is so critical and we're so caught in that EMI perspective because I'm not going to desire that thing out there because the reality is the odds of me actually getting it are a million to one. See, we already convince ourselves because we have not done what you did said five minutes ago. And that is clear the board, clear the board, right? Let's talk about that. I, I have a friend that's a horse racing guy and uh, he just, that's all he does, horse racing. And, and I talk to him every once in a while and, you know, and, and I say, you know, I'm always amazed by you. You know, do you study like the papers and do you look at, you know, like what the horse did? He said, everybody does that. And very rarely do they look at what the horse is the day of the race. They don't even look at the horse. They don't look at the horse. They don't feel the energy of the horse. And I'm telling you, we're living and looking at our past races to define what we're going to be doing tomorrow. So help us out in the time we have left. Yeah, if, if you identify with your past, your future is already determined. <laughs> <laughs> so you might as well just stop if you're identifying with your past. That's one way to look at it. Okay. So let me give an analogy because uh, for one, I, I like silly analogies and two, because how else do you take the indescribable and describe it, which is my task in this incarnation. So if you have uh, one goal for the day, okay. And let's just say it's to go grocery shopping. We're just making this up. Okay. That's so, okay. Right. Yeah, That's so good. Going to go grocery shop. Got to get that done today. Right. Okay. And so, your car, right? You have a limited amount of gas in that gas tank, right? Okay. So if your one desire is to go to the grocery store and get, get groceries, but as soon as you set out to do that, you go, oh, wait a minute. Oh, you know what? Let me stop by my friend's house. I haven't, I haven't seen her in a while. Oh, and you know what? And I need to return this package that's in the back seat to the post. Oh, and you know what? Oh my God, I got this document. I got to bring up to work. Okay. So you are not going to have the energy. You are not going to have the gas in your gas tank to achieve the one desire that you set out to do from the beginning, which is go to the grocery store, okay? Now, this is analogy, but this is what happens with human beings. We have a certain amount of energy, and if we're not using it in direct union with our highest desire, then we're never, ever going to be able to accomplish these tasks because we have simply leaked and wasted all of our energy, and we use energy for everything. We've now wasted our energy, and we've never even bothered to follow through on our intentionality because the gas tanks already been tapped out by making all these pit stops that are unnecessary, that are not in tune with our highest desire. 
So going back to what you said, Pat, which is why there's a whole section of the book about know specifically yeah. what you're going to achieve. Yeah. This is paramount. Yeah. And another, another reason why it's paramount to understand is that we must be able to harness all of our energy and direct it with a single pointedness of focus in one direction. Because when you do that, there is an infinitely greater possibility that that, that, that desire will come into mm -hmm. manifestation. So this is part of the key of healing is that you have to take all the energy that we're spilling and giving away and thinking, emoting, doing, take all that energy, know specifically what you're going to achieve in terms of your health, all the energy that you would have normally wasted, right? Harness it and target it directly, specifically for what it is that you're trying to achieve. There is a far, far, far greater chance of that healing or that manifestation coming into reality because you're harnessing with single pointed enough of purpose. You're not leaking your energy on this pit stop, this pit stop, this thought, yeah. this thought, this emotion. This is key to understand in terms of healing and any kind of achievement in this, in this world. And you know, what you're talking about is really critical in terms of, let's just call it healing for a moment. Um, and the reason I think it's, you know, critical is there's so many stories that I've heard and people I've known that diagnosed three weeks to live stage gazillion cancer and decided to, in their words, pray. Now, what that meant for them, it was more like a mantra. It was more like a meditation. It wasn't, please stop me from the sickness. No, it was, it was my body is strong and well. I am able to climb mountains. I mean, it was that kind of thing. And there's an energy when you speak that word, right? There's an energy to it. You know, there's a life that you breathe into something that might be invisible. Mm -hmm. And how did you use that? Because that's different than a certain mantra. Now, I have a mantra that I use. And it is something I learned a long time ago. I don't know. It, I think Deb Engel gave it to me. I say over in my mind, I don't even have to think about it. Thank you, God. Thank you, universe. Thank you, spirit. It's just thank you. It's like over and over and over and over and over again. I'm not sure how I got that, but I, like you, I was not well. And I would be thank you for everything even if I locked myself in the bathroom because I couldn't unlock the door. So what is this about in these few minutes we have left? How can we help people rise up to know? Because our brain wants us to know. How can they learn from your journey a new way of being? Mm. Well, they can learn by getting the book and following the teachings because this is these are not theories, concepts, mm -hmm. or beliefs. Right. You don't heal yourself through theories, concepts, and beliefs, contrary to maybe what is accepted within the spiritual world about you heal yourself through belief. This, this is, I'm telling you, this is nonsense. Healing occurs prior to belief, prior to concepts, prior to ideologies. It has to do with pure desire and intention, which are higher frequencies than thought, emotion, action, and behavior. So when you operate at pure desire and intention, you are operating at a more potent level which greatly affects what we call the physical universe. So you must harness your desire and intention by knowing specifically what you're going to achieve and then work with a single pointedness of purpose in order to bring this into manifestation. This is physics. This is not spiritual woo-woo. This is not whatever you want to call it. 
This is the same type of understanding that Tesla brought to us about vibration, frequency, and energy. It's similar. It's not the exact same thing, but it's similar in terms of a discovering for our own body of energy and how by tapping into our supreme vibration, which is the self, we raise our frequency and our body of energy, including our physical body, is naturally harmonized and cleansed because disharmony cannot exist within a high frequency environment. It's that simple. So by attuning ourself, forget the beliefs, concepts, and ideologies. And again, pretend you just arrived here, no past, no future. Now that blank state right there, start there. Now ask yourself, what is my highest desire? And now you're not going to be blocked by what's possible because there's no story you're telling yourself. So this is the beginning of the foundational understanding of how to enact self-healing and self-realization. Mm -hmm. The key is to transcend that little finite mind, which is just based upon the conditioning that occurs through incarnation, which is the information that comes into the five senses that we identify with. And that forms your conceptualized reality of who you think you are and who you think you are conceptually, mentally, your body then has the tangible yeah. experience of that. This is the key to understand the beginning of it. Oh, it, you know, first of all, let me thank you so much for joining me today. Again, um, I would love for people to know how to get a copy of the book, how to find out more about you. I mean, you've laid it out here clearly for people. How do we go ahead and do that? Tell us how to do that. Uh, in terms of purchasing the book, they can go to Amazon and pre-order it. Uh, it actually, I believe it's supposed to come out in about a week or two. The audio and the Kindle come out November 8th, paperback shortly thereafter. But I urge people to go to superchargedselfhealing.com as well and get your free guide to some of these magic tricks that I'm alluding to. And make no mistake, these are real magic tricks that completely change your energy. And I know these things tangibly, which is what I started to do with myself. So please avail yourself of these things that instantly relieve your stress and anxiety. And for those that want to work with me, go to uh, ascendthefrequencies.com, which is my personal website. And uh, as we said earlier, my email, oddly enough, is rj at ascendthefrequencies.com. RJ, thank you. One last question. What's your personal message? What would you like to leave us with today? Give yourself permission to heal. Give yourself permission to achieve whatever your highest desire is. Give yourself permission. You deserve it. It, mm. is your it is your divine right. It is your destiny. It is inevitable. And no one is going to give it to you or for you because they cannot. Mm. It is up to you. So start today with giving yourself permission to heal and giving yourself permission to achieve whatever your highest desire is.